0: Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast, Podcast. an exploration of ancient wisdom.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back, everybody. We are on episode number 34. 34. 34. Thank you so much for joining us. You can also join us on Instagram at modern yogi podcast at modern yogi podcast at modern yogi podcast Podcast. (laughs) all right and our wonderful social media manager ella is always posting some cool things there shout out to ella Um, we're really really excited so we left off on um chapter five and we're going to be starting with text number 22 but a quick recap um we talked about krishna Talking about compassion and looking at everybody, no matter who you're seeing on the street, whether it is a priest or a dog or a cat or a cockroach, but looking at them with equal vision and compassion... Um. What else did we talk about? We talked about level-headedness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Equanimity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Equanimity. Oh, shakalaka. And how to conquer birth and death
0: and how to establish that equanimity. Right. Understanding we're not this body. We are the soul. There's two sparks in your heart. Beautiful. One is you. One is the super soul. And they're always together. That super yeah. soul is Krishna.
2: Yes. Krishna in the form of Paramatma in your heart residing there. And that, that yeah. creates true equal vision because we're really not these bodies. We're a soul with Krishna. Right there next to us In our hearts And yeah Whether regardless Of your status Your caste Your your species Whatever it is We're all really just souls trying to go back to our eternal home in the spiritual sky. Yeah. That is how to be compassionate too, right? It's like how
1: to look at everyone knowing that they also have God within them Mm -hmm. and being compassionate Mm -hmm. towards them.
0: Amazing. And just, just in case you didn't know, Paramatma is another name of Krishna, Krishna who's in your heart. Mm -hmm. So just like another nickname. The one that lives inside of us. Yeah. So yeah, basically it was kind of like a breaking down a
2: list of the, the qualities that we're trying to strive for equal vision with seeing Krishna in the heart. Heart. we're all souls having that steadiness the equanimity not getting super excited in the good and super down in the bad it's like this checklist and you can go seeing how am I doing with this as I'm daily practicing my meditation my my chanting whatever your daily sadhana your daily practice is for your spiritual path how is that helping in these uh, sectors yeah. yeah,
1: I love chapter 5 chapter 5 is really practical Yeah, I like that a lot yeah. it really is so we're going to continue with text number 22 but uh, first the invocation letter
0: Mm,
2: Let's do it.
1: Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto him.
0: All right. Text 22. Beautiful. Priya, you want to take it away? Gotcha. Uh, An intelligent person does not take part in the source of misery, which are due to contact with the material senses. O son of Kunti, such pleasures have a beginning and an end, and so the wise man does not delight in them. Mm. Okay, so what are the sources of misery? What is this Christian talking about here? Well, I mean, this actually reminds me of what we were talking about the last episode, about how, you know, we were kind of excited about the idea that people are kind of becoming more conscious, and they're now drinking like alcohol-free alcohol or like vegetarian slash vegan meals, meals or more. Exactly. There's like all these things, right? And so I think this is kind of an interesting thought process because I think drinking is one of those things, right? Yeah. When they bring you misery and, and it's just, and, and it says it's due to contact with the material senses, which in my mind, it, it comes back to the story for me um, when I was young, my cousin is the same age as me and my sister is a few years younger, 10 years younger than me. My sister, uh, really young and like oh, uh, very much into Krishna consciousness as a kid, as my cousin, he uh, she was like, oh, do you drink? And he said, yeah. <clears throat> and she said, why? And then he said, well, you know, everyone, you know, it's like a social thing, like well, everyone does it. And she's like, but why? Right. Mm-hmm. And so just coming into the material, like being affected by material, the contact with the material mm-hmm. senses, right? Like what everyone else is doing affects how we perceive and what we might want to do. Mm-hmm. And it might not always be like the best, most intelligent choice for our happiness. It's right. it's kind of a source of mystery. Right. That's kind of our situation.
2: That. Exactly. We're this eternal, bright soul who is in contact with the material realm. So in, in, inevitably we're in contact with our material senses. So we're going to kind of naturally maybe desire things that are temporary because we have these yeah. material senses, we're governed by our natures and uh, it's all temporary because the body itself that we're in, our vehicles, they're temporary so yeah, whether it's like through it's social, so I want to drink or I want to drown out my pleasures and or drown out my miseries I mean and just a lot of people try to distract themselves to mm-hmm. numb out the pain so I'm going to drink I mean, for that sense.
1: Drugs, alcohol Netflix, any of those things can be distractions right? right. And I love in this first krishna talks about being smart right and so he says oh son of kunti which is arjuna he says such pleasures have a, have a beginning and an end mm-hmm. and that's a thing with everything that we talk about with material life right yeah. everything is temporary right. and if you are smart then you know that these things are mm-hmm. temporary you know not to take pleasure in them. You know that they're not going to actually give you everlasting, everlasting love. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: That's basically what it's saying. A liberated soul or one who really has that vision to see beyond what is temporary is not interested in anything that's temporary because they really have tasted and they know well, what is the joy of that transcendental eternal pleasure? So then how can a liberated soul agree to enjoying this like fake false pleasure in a way? It's like, yeah,
0: it's not real. Right, and and again, that's a stage to achieve, right? Liberated yes. soul. It's, exactly. it's a big aspiration. Even something- intelligence is a is a stage too. <laughs> Honestly, just, like right. I I know that
1: like from even from my own experience, like I had to go through the pros and cons of like actually living to understand oh, the that material things are temporary, right? Even yeah. this stage of an,
0: an intelligent person, that as you were saying, Priya, is like. An evolution. (laughs) Oh, for sure. For sure. I love that here in the Bhagavad Gita, it says there's no reason to labor very hard for sense pleasure. Mm -hmm. Rather, you should undergo penance in this life by which your existence will be purified. And as a result, you will be able to enjoy unlimited transcendental bliss. And penance. Yeah, yeah. I'll break it down. But I love this because it's saying not just like, okay, if you do these things, it's not great for you. They're not great for you. It's telling you what you can do instead, right? So Mm -hmm. austerities. We've talked about austerities before, right? Like not drinking when all your friends are drinking is an austerity for someone, right? But it comes with great things later on. Yeah. Right. I like that you switch it to austerity because penance kind of has like a kind
1: of a negative connotation to it mm. that you have to like, it's like a penalty or like a sin or something like that. Gotcha. But I think if it, it, it is an austerity, right? Yeah. It's switching that mm-hmm. mindset.
0: Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. It is right. Like what might be perceived <laughs> as something, you know, um, that everyone should be doing that it's good for you. You really think about it, use your intelligence and see, is this really beneficial for me? Can I try to control my senses right if i because the senses are ultimately what we see what we hear what we smell what we taste right so Mm -hmm. like can i control oh that cake looks really good
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right but Mm. maybe i shouldn't have it and that's an austerity but it great it brings great results to to be able to balance that it doesn't mean that you should deprive yourself of everything right it's not it's not to go in that extreme but Mm -hmm. yeah i really like that it gives you kind of like what you should do not just what not to do Yeah, that right, I love right. what
2: we strive for and I love there's this one part that says the mystics derive unlimited transcendental pleasure from the absolute truth or from Krishna from God because and that's why he's also known as Rama so we have the Maha Mantra which when we meditate in Bhakti Yoga you chant this mantra what is it it's Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Yeah. So they're saying Krishna is also known as Rama because you tap into this, the mystics or the we can all be the yogis, the modern yogis who Mm -hmm. practice this mantra, this ultimate maha or great of all great mantras. You're you're basically saying Rama means the source of all pleasure. So you're tapping into an unlimited reservoir of transcendental or eternal pleasure that does not have a beginning and a middle and an end like everything in this world. So basically the mantra hare means the energy of the Lord Krishna or another name for God that we say Krishna means all attractive. And then the third word we say in the mantra Rama is the source of all pleasure. And basically we say Krishna is all attractive because he possesses all six opulences in their full potency in their full amount, which is beauty, wealth, Strength, fame, intelligence, and renunciation. So as we said in the previous episode, we have the same quality but different quantity because we may possess some of these qualities, but not right. not in full. We don't right. have full... Uh, Or not the most beautiful in the, you know, and even if someone in the world, let's say we pinpoint who is the most beautiful, they might not have the other than aspects. They might be beautiful, but are they the most strong, strong, the most renowned, the most all of these things that Krishna has all of the qualities in full. So basically that Krishna is all attractive. Hari is the energy of the Lord. And then Rama, back to the purport, means the source of all pleasure. So we're invoking the strength of all of these names of the Lord, of Krishna. It's a beautiful mantra.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of to wrap this text up, it says the more one is addicted to material pleasures, the more he is entrapped by material mysteries. So the more mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. addicted to these, the worldly pressure. <laughs> 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 word- Rewind. I know. Word- worldly-, worldly. Worldly. Sorry. Pleasures. <laughs> the Hispanic came out. <laughs> pre- I can't speak. Worldly so- pleasures. Thank you. Uh, then the more we are entrapped by the material mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just that kind of balance of identifying using using our intelligence and then trying to make certain sacrifices that are beneficial for us. Yeah, right. I mean, if we think we're gonna find happiness by more Amazon packages, or more scrolling <laughs> through social media, you're or gonna,
1: more, yeah, yeah, you're gonna
2: keep chasing the next high. Yes, right. those dopamine those <laughs> dopamine hits are. We're just gonna keep <laughs> chasing not those. Real, right. yeah, they're not real. All right, text twenty three Shama Sangita.
1: Uh, All right. Text 23. Before giving up this present body, if one is able to tolerate the urges of the material senses and check the force of desire and anger, he is well situated and happy in this world. Mm -hmm. I love this verse. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. It's the basics it right. right. down to the basics and we've talked about this before right we've yeah. talked about anger and desires Shamla you wanted to say something no I was just gonna say yeah if one
2: wants to make steady progress on any path towards self-realization we first must try to control the forces of the material senses mm-hmm. like those horses running wild the sense senses of smell sight or what oh my god we're all wanting getting bit by the shaman yeah. disease
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're wanting to see all of the things in the world wanting to hear all of the mm-hmm. music wanting to taste all of the things wanting to feel right. all of the things. Yeah. (laughs) What is the last
2: one? This is the last What sense. is it? Uh, smell. Smell. Wanting yeah. to smell everything. Right. right. I want to constantly just eat and constantly whatever. We're, we're only trying to please our senses. Then they're, they're running all over the place. So step one, we just got to try to first control our senses. Yeah.
1: And, and and I love just, this notion oh, oh, sorry, of, no, no, uh, of desire and anger, right? Mm. Those are the things that I think keep us bound to this rat race. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. of our desires, all the things that we want, all the the to-do lists, all of the to-want lists. Yes. And then also anger that creeps up
0: when we're driving, someone cuts off in traffic yeah. yeah and it, these are also like the sources of karma if you yes. think about it right like everything right. we want to the things that we do to achieve the things we want that create karma whether positive or negative for our next lives right yes. so and, that's desires and then and, anger uh-huh. also like the the ways we behave because of anger the way the things that we do or say also create negative or positive karma depending on the probably negative. In that case, <laughs> yeah. so it's interesting how these two forces are so powerful. And I like
2: that they use the word forces because it's totally something that we're overcome by. We're not totally in, in control when you're when you get rage. You can't fully control what you're saying. We try, that's the goal to control the right. senses, but yeah. it says here there are forces of talk, forces mm. of anger, forces of mind, forces of the stomach, forces of genitals and forces of the tongue. So there are all these forces that we're being thrashed around left and right and when one is able to fully control the forces of these different senses and the mind that's when one is called a Goswami or a Swami and we've Mm -hmm. talked about it before Priya actually uh, a few episodes ago read I think what what really a Goswami means and it's Mm -hmm. one who can control all of these we've talked about our spiritual teachers who are so inspiring to us these are people elevated souls who have finally been able to control their senses all these forces that we're talking about that normally when we're more and more conditioned were being thrashed around helplessly about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pri- Priya, there's something that you said that kind of stuck with me where, where you were like the things that keep us bound to the rat race, right? Those two things are desires and anger. Right. right. And, if we want to get out of this rat race, I think an astrologer once explained it to me, is like, we need to have net zero karma, mm. right? So when we do good things, when we donate money, we build up good karma, right? right. We donate to the shelter, we build up good karma, right? Yeah. When, we, when we flip someone off on the road, we also develop bad karma, right? But when we practice Krishna consciousness, it decreases both good and bad karma. And yes. that is a good place to be. That is the best place to be. That's the best place to be, right? Because the only way that we can get out of the constant rat race is to is to be net zero right yeah. no good karma no bad karma just equipoise. just equipoise right which is like
0: really hard yeah and so
1: what you said was we're building karma when the more desires that we have but also the more anger that we have mm-hmm. and so we have to remember like there was it was explained to me once where like if someone comes up to you and like slaps you in the face it, according to eastern philosophy That is karma that was earned from a previous lifetime. But your reaction to Mm. that karma can either bring good karma or bad karma to you. Like if you respond and slap them back in the face, you have just incurred more bad karma. Whereas if you could turn the other cheek and understand, okay, understand that this is karma that is essentially... Negating the bad karma that I did in a past life, and I don't know what I did to deserve it, but it makes me at a net zero game.
0: Then, then you does that make sense? Like, yeah, for you know. sure. I, I mean, I think about it psychologically speaking. Like they say, uh, you can only control your actions, not yes. other people's. Right. So right. it kind of right. goes all back to the same idea that. We are, we can experience a lot of things coming from others, but what we do is actually what matters. Our reactions are what matters the most. And even in just general conversations and things that we do with other people. So what to speak of, of a, a, you know, cosmic reactions and, and, you know, karma being added to our tally. So for sure. And if we can control these two things that Krishna
1: says in this verse, desires and anger, He is Mm well-situated and happy in this world. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that we need to get on lockdown, guys. That's it. Desires and anger.
0: (laughs) Actually, that's kind of nice to break it down to those two things. It's really nice, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Figure out how to balance what all the things we want and kind of focus them towards Krishna and how, you know, we can make them not just like, I want to be, I don't know. A clown. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone does that. Everyone wants to be a clown. (laughs) (laughs) What a great example. And and
2: basically that's what we're trying to do through this meditation, through our daily practice, through the philosophy. We're trying to spread the gap between stimulus and response. So not that we automatically respond to every stimuli that crosses our path. No, we want to be sense controlled and spread that gap between stimulus and response. But easier said than done, right? Right. It takes a lifetime of practice to do that. Uh huh. But if you're already here listening to the podcast, you're already well on your way. Like I had given the, Mm -hmm. the kind of the analogy last time that the fan is going super fast. We've been in this rat race for thousands of lives. Just when you unplug, when you first take this first step towards this philosophy, you've unplugged the fan and it might take a little time for the blades to slow down. Or you yeah. get
0: there So there's there's this uh, Part of the uh, The text that says Material desires When unsatiated mm-hmm. Generate anger And thus the mind Eyes and chest Become agitated Right So again I think it it talks back um, It brings back Memories of that Conversation we had Some time ago About the guy With the red Ferrari Yes mm, Right Right. And, like
1: You see a red Ferrari And you think to yourself Or any car In LA There's like You go down Beverly Hills And you see Every single Beautiful car <laughs> yeah. Every single Luxury car Right And a a normal person would look at the car and be like, oh my God, I want that red Ferrari, red Ferrari, red Ferrari. And that's the only thing that they
0: can think about. What happens from that lust? When you don't get it. Anger. You get angry, mm-hmm, yeah. right? And then you lose kind of control of your body. So it's it's that cycle of understanding how to control our desires, which then leads us to maybe hopefully not being so angry. And it's so really cool. It's really cool to, to actually read this text because, you know, I go to therapy and this is like conversations we have about just... Um, Like what, what we do... Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to say what I'm trying to say. Like when we are in a relationship, the way we communicate with others is oftentimes the problem of everything, how we communicate, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's oftentimes because we have an unspoken expectation or a desire right. that we're not really communicating. Right. And then when it's not met, we get upset. And yes. then that, and it's like exactly Same what the thing. text is saying here, right? So from that desire that is not met, then is anger. And so just like learning how to, one, communicate is this good for <laughs> yeah. therapy. But also just in general, learning how to balance our our... Desires, Check right? Those desires, yeah. yeah. Right. So, anger, desires, that's the source of a lot of entanglement. Yes. Woo, it's a cool verse. I love yeah. this verse. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Put a little card okay.
2: next to it. Text 24. <laughs> is that me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. One whose happiness is within, who is active and rejoices within, and whose aim is inward is actually the perfect mystic. He is liberated in the Supreme and ultimately he attains the Supreme. Okay. I love this verse. It makes me think back to the sensei from the movie I referenced last episode, a uh, bullet train or whatever. Yeah. Like they're just, they're within, they're not like looking externally for engagement, for happiness, for, for whatever, consolation. They're just satisfied within. They're it's, quiet. They're mindful. They're meditative. But yeah. you
0: describe that. It reminds me of Radhanath Swami. Yes. Yes. That's like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Radhanath Swami. He if wrote you, a wonderful book Yeah. Uh, the the journey, journey home yeah, and the journey within. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really lovely story. And if you ever meet him, he's like the like the perfect visual for a nice, beautiful, peaceful, happy sage. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I, I love there's this part here on the text that says a liberated person who enjoys happiness by factual experience can therefore sit silently at any place and enjoy activities of life from hmm. within. Hmm. Right. Yeah. That's such a happy image that that's painting. Yeah, I like imagine someone in a park just sitting and like being content. And how often do you actually see that? Right. Yeah, and if real. you're at
2: that stage, you're no longer desiring those external temporary material happinesses. Yeah. They're just yeah. fleeting and they're not going to deeply nourish you. And you know
1: all those stupid like Instagram quotes that are like you can only find joy within yourself. <laughs> but like it's real though. Like Krishna is saying that in this verse. Like right. happiness
2: you can't find it externally. And I think you can't. I think this is the answer to those silly Instagram posts because yes. they don't actually give you the, no, okay, they the context. They give you the how. Yeah. Uh-huh. They just say like be happy within yourself. So someone might go paint their nails and be like I'm giving me time and happiness. No, yes. that's superficial. You're not actually doing something that's nourishing your soul. You're nourishing on a very superficial level. So this Which is, is like, okay, you can do it. Like we, We're, we're, we're sure. not trying you into not
0: painting your nails. Yeah. But, <laughs> but
2: don't miss nourishing and feeding your soul. You can still feed your external body, take showers, take care put perfume, of your body. But whatever. You need
0: it. It's your, it's your vehicle.
2: Yeah. We love spa days. That's not what we're saying. But <laughs> totally still, don't miss the key component, which is nourish the soul. Literally, Krishna is saying our happiness mm. comes from within. Right. The and per- I love that. Mm. The purport starts with a nice question. Unless one is able to relish happiness from within, how can one retire from the external engagements meant for deriving superficial happiness? Can you you say that that slowly? Right. (laughs) That's a really good one. Go ahead. So, unless we can basically find and relish, I like the word relish, Mm. our internal happiness, happiness from within, then how can we retire? Retire, meaning, like, how can we stop, let go Mm -hmm. of the external engagements? meant for deriving superficial happiness. So how can we stop, oh oh, this is exactly what the higher taste concept that I mentioned last episode is talking about because unless we're replacing the lower desires for higher desires, how can we put a pause to the lower desires? We'll be left with nothing if we don't replace them for something higher. Yeah. Mm. So let's say I'm always going to the beach and painting my nails and hanging out with friends and that's fulfilling me for now in a very temporary superficial way. If I'm going to develop something to create a higher taste that that kind of slowly wanes off, then I'm going to have something higher. But if I don't replace, if I don't have that higher taste and that internal satisfaction, I just put a pause to all the activities and don't do anything. Then I just will be left with nothing and I won't be doing anything and I'll be, things will feel meaningless. So it's kind of like the concept of you have to cultivate and relish that internal happiness from a deep spiritual standpoint, to be able to cultivate and have a higher taste to like, kind of like to jump yeah. off like I'm picturing your feet are on one foot is in the material realm one is in the spiritual realm and it's kind of like a balancing act where you slowly can jump off but if I don't have anything to jump off to yeah. I'm going to jump off and fall into nothing
0: yeah and I wow. love that on that <laughs> note I think we were just talking about how those Instagram posts are kind of like yeah just you know love yourself within but what does that even mean and I think you can start with the, the text we just talked about right like figuring out what your desires and what makes you angry and like controlling that right like mm-hmm. that's something you can work on right now that will make you fulfill, that will make you grow, that will... like, replenish your soul, as Shamalie was saying. Right? right, right. And not even just like,
1: like, like, even desires and anger, but like getting to the root of those things too, yes. right? I think uh, what you said about therapy is so important because we all come with baggage. We oh, yeah. all come with like past life karma. We all yes. come with things that, you know, aren't the best <clears throat> qualities. But I think in this lifetime, as human beings, as souls, our job here is to learn lessons and grow, right? Mm-hmm. And so, understanding where those desires, and where that anger comes from is also part of your
2: spiritual progress. Ooh, oh yeah, definitely. because if you're reacting left and right to everything that crosses your way, so I might be doing two hours of meditation a day, but then I'm like biting people's head off because I'm triggered, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. That's, that defeats true. the purpose. Well, definitely, 100%. hundred <laughs> 100%. No, percent. So
0: again. I love this verse. <laughs>
2: okay. 25? Yes. yes. All right, Priyadarshini.
0: Those who are beyond the dualities that arise from doubts, whose minds are engaged within who are always busy working for the welfare of all living beings and who are free from all sins, achieve liberation in the supreme. Mm. That almost sounded like a checklist. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's one to one time we'll break it down. it down. Those who are beyond the dualities that arise from doubt. So dualities meaning happiness, sadness, like the, all the feelings, right. right? So like someone who is composed when there's doubts. Right, right. Yeah? Yes. if you don't have this philosophy, you're being thrashed around, but I don't have any
2: backbone or anchor. I'm going to be totally bewildered. Why is this happening to me? Right. Why, why,
0: why, why, why? Yeah, those whose minds are engaged within, right? Right. So we understand we are the soul. Internal happiness. Not chasing. Not material. Right. Krishna is a little
2: spark next to me. So through Paramatma, he's Krishna in my heart. I can turn within.
0: And then this is my favorite part, Priya. Mm. I know. I highlighted it. (laughs) Those who are always busy working for the welfare of all living beings. Love (laughs) that. Mm, That's what we need to
1: be doing in one way or another, depending on... Understanding your strengths and weaknesses, and yeah. using
0: those strengths to better humanity—right—that's important. Right, and those who are free from all sins achieve liberation in the supreme. Right, it's like balancing that good and bad karma, right? Yeah, and I, I, I
2: want to talk for a moment about the line that you, that you, was your favorite, Shama yeah. Priya. I don't know which one. Both of us. Um, both, of us. both of you guys, <laughs> who are always busy working for the welfare of all living beings. The purport dives into what is that? What does that mean? Because we can, when you when you might think of welfare, many things might come to your mind. I don't know, like yeah, um,
0: feeding the poor.
2: Feeding, yeah, feeding someone who doesn't have food. That's super important. But also, there's one that's an everlasting like nourishment. Now, not to mean that if you are feeding the poor, continue to do that. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But here in the purport, they say someone who is fully in Krishna consciousness can truly be said to engage in welfare work for all living entities. So meaning like someone who actually is in the knowledge with this knowledge that we're studying here, that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything, the source of everything. He is really able to act in the spirit of truly helping everyone because it kind of takes it a step further. All of the suffering of humanity is because of forgetfulness that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, enjoy, enjoyer. Ah, <laughs> he loves is, to enjoy her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. I love it. Oh, when the, when we start recording, uh, we forget English. So let me rewind. <laughs> the suffering of humanity is due to the forgetfulness that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, the supreme pro- proprietor and the supreme friend. So basically we forget what's our eternal position to him. What's the goal of everything. And through this forgetfulness, we think all the things that we've been talking about. I'm just this body. I'm totally in charge of the results of my actions. I'm like all these things that we've been talking about since the beginning of this podcast, when you forget that Krishna is your eternal friend then everything starts going downhill. So you might be giving all the necessities of life to someone. It's like a fish out of water that you're mm-hmm. throwing all of the things of this mm-hmm. material world to, but ultimately they're still going to be dissatisfied. You so know?
1: what is the biggest welfare? What is the best thing that we can do? And the purple word it says, to revive this consciousness within the entire human society mm-hmm. is the highest welfare work. Boom. Yeah, Say I that one more time. That line. <laughs> To revive this consciousness within the entire human society is the highest welfare work mm.
2: beautiful and that that's it. it even
1: if you're listening to this podcast and you tell one person about it right. and it changes their life that's the biggest doing thing it. that you
2: can do so yeah. like the is basically saying tell as many people as you can about the Modern Yogi Podcast at the Modern Yogi
0: <laughs> Podcast <laughs>
2: No, it's mm-hmm. true. I love it, right? Yeah.
1: Because it, it, it doesn't have to be this podcast. It could be a book or it, it could be a certain... But here, like, let's make it like, this podcast. You know, but like, I, w- I mean, <laughs> please share this podcast for whatever, with whoever you can. But you know what I mean? It can yeah. be any source of spirituality in Krishna in consciousness that you can give to other people to help them with their journey. Boom. That's the biggest thing in yeah
0: it's Yeah. I'm sure it's sometimes, uh, for someone who might be new to this, they might think, but like people need to eat, they need shelter, they need mm-hmm. all these things. But those are also material, which means they're also temporary. Right.
2: Think right? about how many people who have all of the commodities of this world. Any any super rich person who lives in a mansion and has all the cars and all the wealth, wealth, well, uh, the wealth, the, the wealth, 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 all the wealth and riches. <laughs> right. They have everything. That's not the key to happiness. I know Jim Carrey once said, "I wish everybody could be rich and famous," so they know that that's not the key to true happiness. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that for us, it's understanding what you know. You both were saying. There is something greater. That something greater is understanding who we are, what our relationship to the Supreme is, what our role here is. And this is all in the Bhagavad Gita. So, right. So, basically, if we're catering to just the
2: physical welfare within the material realm of society, of, of helping humanity, that's not going to actually help anyone because, you know, there's a beautiful line temporary relief of the external body and the mind is not satisfactory. The real cause of one's difficulty is in this hard struggles of life might be found in one's forgetfulness to the eternal relationship of the Supreme Lord. So, love well, yeah. that. Uh, all right.
0: Text right. 26. Shama Sangita.
2: Yes, I think so. Yeah.
0: Those who are free from anger
1: and all material desires who are self-realized, self-disciplined and constantly endeavoring for perfection are assured of liberation in the Supreme in the very near future. Well, mm. that's a relief.
0: <laughs> very near, very future. near
1: future. I mean,
0: that could mean anything. I mean, he didn't
1: give us like approximate dates, which <laughs> I, I would enjoy. that. For my, uh, I a mean, I, I would love to know my liberation date, but that's fine. Would you really? No. I mean, I actually... I would. You would? Really? I would. I work harder if I knew. You actually... Do you really
0: think so? Or do you think you would procrastinate in? Oh, knowing me, I would procrastinate <laughs> until the very end. You know, like if someone told you, okay, so... You're going to have like three more life times, right? Like before you figure out before the, you the figure game. this out, <laughs> would you actually make this one be like all about Krishna, or you'd be like, oh, I would totally request? But you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you right now. My spiritual master always
2: says it's totally possible in this lifetime. We've had thousands of lives. Why not dedicate this one of to course, Krishna and course. you totally can do it? Like of course I'm just that being gives, silly that right gives me <laughs> hope actually, Shamali, that gives me hope. If it's yeah. definitely
0: doable. Yeah. Krishna <laughs> said so right here. I believe it. If Shamali's guru said it and Krishna said it right here, then <laughs> yeah. it gives me hope. All right, so let's let's break that down. So those who are free from anger and all material desires. So again, we're, we're talking working about on that. that. Yeah. Anger and desires. Yep. Who okay. Who are self-realized, meaning they understand they're not this body, they're the soul. Krishna is the supreme, right? Mm-hmm. Who are self-disciplined, so they are not just going to eat anything. They they, they can control their senses. They, can control, their senses. Right. they can control their senses in general, mm-hmm. and are constantly endeavoring for perfection. That's the one I kind of want to break down, right? Yeah. What does that mean, Shamali? What do you think? What do you think it means, or Shamasankita? I think that
1: they're. Even when you give up in Christian consciousness or any spiritual journey that you're on right now, if you... Conti- like if you don't give up and you keep trying I think the endeavor mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. you, anybody can just throw their hands up and be like alright this isn't for me I, I'm not good at meditating mm-hmm. and I'm going to give right. it up but I think people who are constantly endeavoring for this path I think that is mm-hmm. the most creative thing that oh, you can do I, I think Thank that's you.
2: a key key point because I was talking recently to a whole group of people who were very new in Bhakti and some of them started opening up saying you know what I honestly feel I'm never going to make it I mm-hmm. can't meditate for two hours a day I can't I'm not going to get to the point where I'll ever be qualified as a disciple to truly accept a spiritual master Mm. and then we went into this awesome conversation where basically kind of the the point was that we rely on mercy because you know what it's just about the endeavor and if we're putting a hundred percent truly like our sincere effort and our hearts into it that's what counts and that's what Krishna will see Yeah, yeah. that's what Krishna cares about you right. know I mean? he doesn't right.
1: care about like the money that you're going to put in the collection plate you know what I mean like yeah. he doesn't care about all that stuff if you're truly from your heart trying mm-hmm. to make progress you'll yeah. see him make 10 steps towards yeah. you exactly. Exactly. one time
0: uh, the one of my teachers told me that okay I'm going to explain this in phases so there's this uh, when you go to a temple an Iskon temple there are there's a morning program Yeah, the earliest one starts at 4.30 a.m. A.m. <laughs> yeah, And then there's different programs throughout the day. There's like 7.30 and then a.m. and different programs throughout the day. But the earliest you can go to the temple to practice your chanting, your japa, all these things, it's that early, right? And uh, one of my teachers was telling me because I was telling him how sad I was that I really wanted to make it for this 4.30, but I couldn't make it. He said, you know, Krishna knows your intention. Hmm. Krishna knows that you wanted to go and that counts as if you went. And I was like, Oh my God! I'm gonna just intend all of the right things. Intend all the things, right. and then he said, "Oh, but Krishna knows, okay?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, Krishna knows." But you can't fool. I you can't know fool Krishna. you can't. But the intention really yeah. does sincere. matter. The sincere, sincere attempt, the sincere endeavor, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. And and also, like you were saying, Shamli, it is. It is. It seems like oh, it might be so unattainable, but. It's, that's why it's a practice, right? It says here, just try to worship in devotional service. Even great sages are not able to control the forces of the senses as effectively as those who as those who are engaged in transcendent- transcendental bliss by serving the lotus feet of the Lord. Yeah. So like it's 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 an endeavor, but when we are serving Krishna, it becomes easier <laughs> right. than that than that for sages who are trying to control all, all mm-hmm. their senses. So right. just serving Krishna is actually easier. Than yeah. any other process, it's not like
1: turning down the all of the other things like the drinking and the meat eating right. or what. It's not. It's not about like turning that off completely. It's just turning up the devotion
0: exactly. towards. Exactly, you will see the change. Yeah.
2: Exactly, because there's this line we're trying, like we're ultimately trying to uproot a deep-seated, grown desire for fruitive activities. Meaning, like all our desires here, we've been in contact with the material energy for more time than we can even imagine. So if I'm going to like rigidly try to hold it in, squeeze it all in, jam mm. my rounds meditate so rigidly you're not gonna make it but you know what if you just surrender like okay krishna with my love and my devotion for you i'm trying my best and you're gonna continue in that it's it's a process of falling in love with god with krishna i love that so all right
0: yeah. text 27 28 oh, one final thing oh, yes, can i course. read oh, a sweet line
2: that just popped to my eye um I don't know even know one. One. I'm reading the line as I'm speaking. Okay, the devotee in Krishna consciousness, although far away from the Lord's abode, can elevate himself to that abode simply by thinking of Him constantly, by engaging in Krishna consciousness. So we might feel so far away, but just with our mind, we can just always try to keep Krishna close, and Krishna will in fact be very close, much closer than we even imagine. Mm. And the thing is,
1: thinking of Krishna, right? That is the thing that can transport us. Yeah, yeah, which is so, beautiful
0: So to wrap it up, that was uh, If we are free from anger And desires, material desires If we are self-realized, understanding who we are, are Like we're the soul, we're not the body Da, da, da. If we're self-disciplined <laughs> Dis- yes, Disciplined Disciplined <laughs> And we're constantly endeavoring for perfection Then we can attain liberation in the supreme In the very near future Love that <laughs> Wonderful, okay yeah.
2: Text 2728, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, go Shemalai Shutting out all external sense objects, keeping the eyes and vision concentrated between the two eyebrows, suspending the inward and outward breaths within the nostrils, and thus controlling the mind, senses, and intelligence, the transcendentalist aiming at liberation becomes free from desire, fear, and anger. One who is always in this state is certainly liberated. Okay. Can I just say one quick thing? When I was reading this whole purport, it became super in-depth about how to control the senses through all these processes and this and that and the eyebrows and the blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God. And I got to the last line where it says... This is a uh, devotional service to Krishna. is a much better way than c- to, to control the senses than by everything that was just described to your <laughs> yoga. So I was like, okay, cool. Next,
0: yeah, because <laughs> I, I mean, mean
2: I, I do want to mention like Krishna is talking about breathing
1: right now, right? Yeah.
0: Like. I mean, it's such a such an important part of everyone that I think we're all learning how to breathe more recently than ever. I've seen parents uh, apply this to their children when their children are feeling overwhelmed by a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. They just hold them and then they start breathing and teaching them how to do this as well. And it actually takes away the fear, the anger, whatever emotions Mm. you might be feeling. So it's a really, really important practice for us who are just maybe not at the perfect stage of just being fully Krishna conscious because we still experience anger. We Mm -hmm. still experience anxiety. And of course, Krishna Consciousness is the better way in the, the perfect situation, but it is actually really uh, useful for any of us. Yeah. Krishna's teaching us how to breathe right now. Actually,
2: some people do incorporate it hand in hand with like when they're about to do their mantra meditation and chanting the maha mantra, which we talked about, they sometimes do a little breathing, uh, uh, ashtanga yoga, a little breathing exercise before they chant so they can clear their mind and focus better. I do
1: that in the morning just because I feel like just breathing helps prepare me for the rest of my, like my my spiritual practice. And Krishna brings it down. He's like literally keeping the eyes and vision concentrated on the two, in between the two eyebrows. um, And that is where the agya chakra is, right? Is like the third eye chakra, mm-hmm. right. um, suspending the inward and like deep breathing within the nostrils and then controlling the mind senses and intelligence. Like, I think this is so beautiful. I think right. so
0: too. And I think it's really cool that it's like, okay, you're like, There's no benefit in properly closing your eyes. If you close your eyes completely, you're going to fall asleep. But if you have them open, you're going to get distracted. So you want to be like just looking at... Half open, half closed. Half open, half closed. I love that. Like there's all these like little details in this which I thought were really cool. cool. They talk about uh, Pratyahara, which is um, actually like, it's like this particular process of closing your eyes and breathing and it's part of astanga yoga which i looked mm. it up because i was just really curious about how it all tied in but basically Krishna's saying yeah you're gonna have desires you're gonna have anger but if you do this it might help but if you're doing krishna consciousness you don't really need it but if you need it it's here yeah right, and that's awesome right. i appreciate all the help we can get right i think even
1: as devotees i think it's important to just yes. stop and breathe as human beings i think it
2: helps us with our krishna consciousness Right. You know, there's a line here in the purport that I love that talks about how, you know, when we're engaged in Krishna consciousness, we can immediately understand our true spiritual identity. And then we can really understand the Supreme Lord by means of devotional service. So Almost like Krishna, we can talk about him as much as we want, but we'll really gain inside access to understanding him deeply when we're engaged in service. And there's a line that says, when one is situated in devotional service, one comes to the transcendental position qualified to feel the presence of of the Lord in the sphere of one's activity, so we can qualify ourselves to really feel His presence.
1: And dun 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 dun, I think we are on the last verse. <gasps> are we on the okay. last? We squeeze it so excited! Verse. Oh, we, oh, got oh oh, God. God. we got
0: this. oh my God! Shamily gets nervous. Okay, we <laughs> <laughs> no, got this. Priya, take it away. Text twenty-nine. A person in full consciousness of me krishna knowing me krishna to be the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities the supreme lord of all planets and demigods and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities attains peace from the pangs of material miseries. Hmm. okay i, I love we'll no, this it's, it's yeah. really
2: like a formula for peace that they're talking about yes. which actually goes straight into the purport they say the us, the conditioned souls, we're conditioned with all our, whatever, our ignorance, our passion, our all of our different modes of material nature. We're in the clutches of the illusory energy and we're anxious to basically attain peace in this world. But we don't know what is the formula for peace, which is basically just explained here in the text Priya read in this portion of the Bhagavad Gita. So basically the greatest peace formula is simply this, dot, dot.
0: <laughs> Lord, before you read it, before you read it, uh, it's it's talking about understanding. Like if we look at the purport before, I mean, sorry, the text before you read the purport, it's right. just really understanding who Krishna is, who we mm-hmm. are, and like what how this all works. Like that's like the the peace. Like you right. how how could you not feel peace understanding like where you stand in the world, what your job is, like what your, what your position is, what you're supposed to do. Like, right. I think knowledge gives you peace and therefore understanding mm-hmm. the supreme, understanding how, that who we are, how we belong and all of that is helpful. Right. So then they're outlining these things that will right. give you peace. Right. Just knowing these things like, helps you, right? Right. Yeah. Like, like if I do X, Y, and Z, I am basically
2: on a fast track that'll just whisk me away to the spiritual sky. Yes. Automatically. Yes. I don't
0: think these are actions. I think these are just like information about Krishna. But go ahead. Let's see. Let's discover. Right right what's that formula the
2: formula says lord krishna is the beneficiary in all human activities lord krishna is the beneficiary in all human activities so they are beneficiary beneficiary there we go (laughs) so krishna's
1: saying like a person who is conscious of me and knows me to be that beneficiary um and knows me to be the the sort of the best of all the demigods as well. Yeah. This person knows the formula
0: for true peace. Right. Or this person is in peace.
2: Ah. So it's it's kind of also a little bit of an action because underneath it says men should offer everything to transcendental service of the Lord because he's the proprietor of all planets. No one's greater than him. And he's the greatest of the great.
0: Yeah. So, the, so you wanna you wanna say them kind of like bullet point, right? So, Lord Krishna is the beneficiary in all human activities. Meaning, mm-hmm. everything we do, we do for Him. Right. right. Yeah, everything that we're all our actions are to show Him we love Him and to understand our relationship with Him. Um, everyone should offer everything to Him. No one is greater than Him. He is greater than even Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the master of the material nature. So, like we might feel like we're being thrown around by this material world by all the things that happen in it. And he's the master of that. So he's above that. And that's good to understand. Uh, He is also the master of the conditioned souls, which is us. Uh, What else? Ah.
1: And so I, like, I, I, if I read this like 10, 15 years ago, I would be like, really, Krishna, who's this? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel like it's kind of a don't knock it till you try that. Try to find peace in the material world using, <clears throat> excuse me, using other different means, right? Try to find peace. The material way, but also try to find peace in this way, and mm. then see what actually brings you peace. Right, and it will be uh, a Krishna conscious attitude.
2: Right, yeah. and basically, this whole fifth chapter is a very practical explanation of Krishna consciousness, known in a very general way known as Karma Yoga. We can apply these principles of Karma Yoga to basically act. With the knowledge that Krishna is everything. We're going to turn everything for for Krishna. I'm going to act for Krishna. I'm going to cook for Krishna. Everything I'm doing, I can continue doing as I was yesterday. But it's a shift in consciousness. So Krishna consciousness is that. It means to work in full knowledge of one's eternal relationship with Krishna. So I'm a pure soul. I'm a fragment of Krishna's energy. I'm a fragment of part and parcel, part and parcel of him. And I'm going to turn everything to Krishna serving him
0: yeah it says everything depends on one's practical performance of duties in krishna consciousness which is every respect helps to control one's senses and conquer the influence of desire and anger mm. so we basically this whole chapter all comes down to this is bhakti yoga we are servants of krishna mm-hmm. we have to perform our duties and control our desires mm-hmm. and our anger yeah
1: it's all very practical. I love chapter five because it's all very <laughs> practical instructions. Yeah. Right. And he right. sums it up all in the last verse there.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. great. So I think that's it, guys. And yeah, the last line in the purport <laughs> I love. Sorry. I got to squeeze gotta it, it in. I, I got like, in No, actually, so. no.
2: <laughs> so
0: basically through
2: devotional service, so whether you're doing it directly or indirectly through karma yoga, devotional service alone can award the peace to the human being. Can award peace to the human being. It is the highest perfection of life. That is peace. That is the name of the
1: game. Thank you all so much for sticking with us for the entirety of chapter five. Next episode, we will start with chapter six. Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Bye.